0: Gospel Fire is a podcast dedicated to the proclamation and celebration of the one true gospel message as recorded in the Holy Word of God for the purpose of glorifying Christ and building up the saints. This is episode one of the Gospel Fire podcast. We're here to celebrate and talk about the gospel. Today, we'll be talking about... um, what is the gospel? We we'll answering that question uh, each and every episode, because that's what this uh, podcast is all about. And uh, we're going to talk about an initiative to share the gospel by a Kentucky Baptist Convention. Uh, we're going to talk about what's on our hearts, and uh, we're going to hear a little bit about Matt's testimony. First of all, I'm excited to take place to take part of this. Uh, really uh, typical Aaron Sebastian
1: fashion we uh, get together and 15 seconds into catching up with each other, somebody says, let's do a podcast, but you already had this kind of started and teed up. And I said something about it and like no time later at all, we're, we're talking yeah. about um, a podcast and, and what we're gonna do with that.
0: You know, it's kind of funny that, you know, I started this with the idea I was gonna do this solo thing. And uh, when I started recording the intro and stuff, I thought, Man, I really need a co-host. I need somebody to play off of, somebody to talk to. Uh, and as I was trying to think of a co-host, Ashley, uh, who's my wife, for those of you who don't know, Ashley suggested Matt, and I was like, no way, Matt would never do that. <laughs> so, uh, but here we are, we're doing it. And uh, happy that it worked out that way. It's very cool. So let's, uh, let's get right into it. What is the gospel? In order to understand the good news, we have to understand the bad news. Uh, so we started off with the worst possible news for anybody on this planet is that uh, there is a God that created everything, who establishes the moral uh, standard, who is holy and perfect and just and that god is good and that's a problem for us because we are sinners and we have rebelled against that god and we've done what we wanted to do rather than what god wanted us to do and because of that uh, we deserve god's judgment and we deserve hell and that's the reward we are promised for our sin. But so that's the bad news. And that's the part that you know, part in culture that
1: no one wants to talk about is the the why behind uh the need. They don't want to talk about the the reason uh that there is the good news and the understanding that God is a holy, righteous, perfect God and uh we're really at enemies with God until yeah. and I'll let you
0: well it go it goes against uh, human nature uh, because of our sin because of the sin nature that we have uh, that we inherited from Adam when he fell you know it goes against that nature to want relationship with a God that's going to tell us what to do that's why the culture hates God uh, so much uh, and you know everybody worships something they worship some other thing they worship themselves they you know people are there's all kinds of different false religions out there that people worship so they don't necessarily hate the idea of a god they hate the idea of a just god a holy god that's going to hold them to a standard uh, that they don't want to live up to Uh, you know uh, we want a god that we construct not a God that constructed us, that orders us to live a certain way. Uh, we want to be king of our own universe, and uh, that's just not the case. So that that's uh, the big why we need the gospel uh, is because we are enemies with God. We're totally cut off from God uh, apart from uh, Christ, which we'll get into. But uh, we deserve his Punishment as creator, he has a full right uh, to punish us for that sin. And matter of fact, he would be unjust uh, to not punish us. If someone killed your cousin, you know, would you think it was right if the judge just let him go uh, unpunished? Like, would would that judge be a just judge? Uh, absolutely not. That person deserves to be punished. Well, it's the same thing with us and God. We deserve His judgment and wrath. Uh, and you know, one thing that's kind of funny to me is what you hear the culture say a lot. If you try to talk to them about religion or about Christ, you hear them say, "Only God can judge me." Oh, yeah, right. that should terrify them yeah, right. it terrifies me i would rather you judge me right <laughs> than, <laughs> than, you know, hey, god, god judge me god, please judge me <laughs> right yeah if it's between that uh you know but yeah but that that's the uh one of the first things that comes up a lot of times is man only only god can judge me mm. well you don't know what you're asking for well, thankfully and we'll get to the good part of the the good news is that uh god in his mercy and generosity and love toward us has created a way that we can be redeemed, that we uh, can be brought back into right relationship with him. And uh, that way is he sent his son, Jesus, uh, to uh, not only die on the cross for our sins, but he had to live perfectly. He had to be a perfect man so he was 100% man, 100% God, and lived perfectly according to God's will and according to God's law, morally. He had to fulfill the law for us because basically he lived the life that we couldn't live and he died the death that we couldn't die to satisfy God's judgment. So what we get as Christians when we come to Christ is we get his righteousness imputed to us, uh, which basically means his righteousness was transferred uh, into our account and our sin was transferred to him on the cross. So he satisfied that, that uh, justice of God that had to be satisfied. Now, if we have faith and believe God, Uh, and repent and turn from our sin then uh, we can be saved so that's the good news Uh, that's what we're here to discuss amen and uh, that's what we're trying to promote we're not trying to build uh, us up we're not trying to build any church up Uh, we're trying to build the body of christ up obviously we want people out there listening to this that aren't christians we want you to know that uh if you would repent and believe that God will be merciful to you and he will forgive your sins and he will give you new life and now daily thing right yeah it's a daily thing a daily walk with Christ that we're uh, to do and we need to be reminded of that daily you know Uh, one thing is we're still going to sin as Christians and I know In my experience, and maybe it's your experience too, that a lot of times when we sin and when we sin badly, at times we will, uh, we start to doubt. You know, hey, am I really saved? Right, right.
1: Do I really know Christ? That's a a problem. Um, You know, it's uh, something that, uh, that's the design of the evil one, right? To, To put those seeds of doubt but it also you need to search yourself too, and, and obviously test your your salvation, and 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 you need to uh, find your um, find that on a, from a scriptural standpoint yeah. uh, how to how to test your salvation. But uh, but that those seeds of doubt because of that sin, I want you to push it or what push yourself away from from the Lord, even from a Christian standpoint. But the fact is right. that's what that's what the, the the evil tactic is. So you got to get back into the Word, you got to get right. back into prayer, and and push push
0: forward you know when we when we forget the gospel when we sin our sin tends to want to push us away from God like you said but when when we have the gospel in mind and we keep reminding ourselves of his mercy and his grace and his love toward us then when we sin the gospel pushes us towards God when I sin I want to run back to him I want to repent again because I know that his grace and mercy is there waiting for me I want to hear the gospel all the time. I want to be reminded of it all the time. You got to because uh I need to know that I can still run back to him when I sin. Um
1: so, you know, what I was going to say is
0: uh, you know, thank you for,
1: you know, your your commentary on, you know, what the uh what the gospel is and, you know, the the need for it. And I something that's been on my heart is really just you know this has been such a trying time for a lot of people you know you had the 2020 pandemic we're still you know working through that uh people have uh, been distancing from their their loved ones their their elders and uh, there's just despair and, and heartache out there there always has been but for a lot of folks this year has been especially difficult yeah. but you know what um you know there is there's hope in the name of yeah, Christ, name of absolutely. Jesus Christ, and uh, you know that's one of the things that I'm so excited to get a chance to to share. That you know, and I'm I can't boast in anything for my for myself, but I will say that I feel that now while a lot of people have had a really difficult year, that I would have had I know personally that I would have had a much rougher time not being able to lean on uh, faith and confidence. There's more out there and that's really what led me to the the salvation um experience of yeah. coming to christ many years ago we'll touch on that later but um man i see christ in everything and you know yeah. it's just heartbreaking to know that so many things are going on in the world and uh, yeah. that there's people out there that don't know or see the value in this uh this God, uh, Jesus, that we put everything into, right, um, and we don't put enough into. Right. At the same time, we know that no, we don't. We know that uh, we know that He is everything, and uh, there's there's more to it than what we see here uh, on a day to day in this old world that we've we've been placed in
0: right now. So, I mean, with with all of the things going on, you've you've got the pandemic, of course, you've got uh, civil unrest. You've got a lot of uh, highly charged political debate, uh, and you know you've got riots and violence and and everything. You look around the world at what everything that's going on, and you know uh, there for a little while. I was like dealing with some serious anxiety and depression, and just uh, looking at all this stuff and just really just burdened down uh with the weight of all that and you know i know christ and you know i had to bring myself back to the word of god and and had to uh make myself uh lean on him during that time there's a lot of people out here that don't know christ that don't have that assurance of a better life you know even beyond this you know even you know, if our country falls, even if our, um, if the world goes to even worse chaos or whatever, whatever happens, uh, if I should die, which in most minds would be the worst thing could happen to you, like Paul, the Apostle Paul says, that's gain. If I die, mm. you know, if I stay here. Uh, then that's uh, service to God and to the saints and that's that's better for me to do that right now but ultimately uh, this life will end at some point and the world will go on without me and I will go on without the world and I, I will be with Christ in paradise and, and uh, so I mean, just thinking about all of those people out there that don't have that hope going through these times, you know, no doubt depression's going to be at an all-time high. Anxiety is going to be at an all-time high. Suicide is probably uh, going to be at an all-time high. And uh, like that is heartbreaking to think about those things. And that's why it's so important uh, that we get the gospel message out there because, I mean, this is not just a story. Uh, it's not just a religion um, in the sense of the way the world views religion. Like, this is the one that created you that has extended.
1: Yeah, knew you before the foundation yeah. of the earth,
0: uh, right? I mean, yeah, just, he's uh, extending this grace and mercy toward mankind, and, and like, you can have that peace. Was that too Calvinistic? Yeah. Yeah, uh, <laughs> no, you won't get too Calvinistic for me. <laughs> okay, I just made uh, sure that was... Uh, you Yes, uh, hey, that's Bible right there, but... Yeah, right. But, uh, but God is, is there and will graciously accept us and be merciful and loving to us if we repent and believe the gospel and that. So, uh, you know, we talked a little bit about what's on your heart. Talk, Speak to... Uh, a little bit further into that, as far as uh, we, we were talking about offline, uh, this initiative by Kentucky Baptists to spread this gospel.
1: Right. So, uh, four point six million uh, home uh, Kentucky Kentuckians, Kentucky residents, um, and there's one point seven homes, one point seven million homes in the state, and um, only about twenty percent of those uh, Kentuckians attend any kind of church or Uh, know know the name uh, of Jesus Christ. That's amazing
0: to me to think about those numbers. That's staggering. Uh, 20%, like, that's, that is really terribly low. 20%. And and you think about, like, all the churches you see, like, there's a church on every corner, seems like. And, uh, so the gospel is readily available for people. They're, they're not coming, and they're not going to come to us. we got to go to them. And, uh,
1: yeah, and that's what we're doing. It's a network of Baptist churches uh, all across the state of Kentucky that are doing uh, gospel to every home, and this initiative is those 250 Kentucky Baptists are going to go out to um, every resident that we can possibly touch and uh, and, and share the gospel in and, and different ways. I mean, there may be uh, one-on-one uh, conversations, which we prayerfully hope we get a chance to really connect with people but uh, otherwise uh, there's a nice um, bit of uh, really well done uh, communications uh, with uh, with the gospel track that explains uh, the gospel and uh, some some literature and and maybe even some specific uh, church uh, brochure information of how to get in contact uh, with someone who could you know even if uh, somebody had that interest and in somebody because uh, the Lord is going to work is working on these homes now. I mean, uh, we're in prayer and, uh, we know that we are just going to the the harvest field and, uh, but the Lord is the one that's going to call, uh, people, uh, to his kingdom. So, uh, we just pray that we'll be prepared and and ready to go out there and, uh, that, uh, he would, um, you know, lead us to where we need to be and, and God, our, our words. And, uh, I can't say this enough. I mean, it's just, um, it's an eternal implications for folks out there. Like it is the most urgent time and the most, uh, the, the day of salvation is today and, uh, it's, it's time. Yeah. Um, so we hope yeah. with this, uh, Kentucky Baptist, um, initiative, uh, that with the gospel to every home that we can be out there and, uh, and, and uh, share the good news. Right. So Absolutely.
0: it's something that, you know, it's, it's foundational to the Christian faith is um, this command that Jesus gave us to go and make disciples. And uh, I got to say, as a church and even personally, we fall woefully short of uh, really pursuing that uh, great commission and, and really Like, we say we're great commission people, we're gospel people, and we're taking the gospel to the world, and in a lot of ways, we are. We need to kindle a sense of urgency for sharing the gospel.
1: Myself included. I mean, listen, man, I got to, you know, we all got to, we all look in the mirror, and, uh, you know, and I think that's one of the things I wanted at least you know in, in the time when people aren't out and about and yeah. get this conversation out it's that it's it's so urgent and, and I have not done a great job I have not uh been uh you know speaking yeah. up enough and uh you know
0: I, I pray for that change and repent and and uh man i haven't i haven't uh I haven't been doing enough either and and you know i and the crazy thing is is a lot of people may think well man, you've been beating that drum forever, you're on social media, you know, I I do, I do some things, I I do a, I did an online uh, Bible study shortly before we record, as we're recording this, just an hour or so ago, I did an online Bible study with a couple of young guys, uh, and uh, we discussed uh, baptism, we we're in Matthew chapter 3, and like, that's all good for me to do, and everything, and, But it's not enough. Uh, I need to keep that focus. And, you know, I need to be able to share the gospel with friends and coworkers and build relationships and just take the gospel with me um, wherever I go. And uh, that's what we're trying to do here uh, with the podcast. That's what I'm trying to do with the Bible study. And I'm trying to lead others to do the same, because really, like, what it takes is for us to come together and do it together, and, you know, I'd love to see uh, more initiatives like this one that we're talking about here, where uh, we're taking the gospel to every home. i uh, like to see better participation in these kind of programs. Like, if we really all get on board and get on fire for sharing the gospel, like, it will change the landscape of the culture because people get saved. They'll start rejecting things that they now embrace that uh, are, I guess, uh, in opposition to God and, and uh, you'll start seeing people with more hope, with more joy. Uh, I mean, you, you work in a secular uh, work environment. I do too. And well, always I always really have. Do. Yeah. And everybody, you know, most people, unless you're a full time pastor, you're surrounded by uh, secular people. And you might be fortunate enough to have a job where there's a lot of Christians working there. Um, I've been in that situation, and I've been in a situation where I'm pretty sure I was the only Christian. And, uh, you know, you just see how miserable people are really and how lost they are and how they really seem to have no direction, nothing really to live for. uh, Certainly nothing in their life worth dying for, uh, which we have, you know, Christ and the gospel is worth giving our lives for. uh, See,
1: the thing is, I think they, they do think they
0: have things to live
1: for. And, uh, you know, a lot of in the in the mind of the world, you know, there's, um, you know, it, advancements at work and uh, making the next dollar or, you know, a, a relationship they're yeah. trying to pursue that's not the a right relationship. And uh, maybe it's pursuing alcohol or drugs or, or different yeah. things or just how you spend your time. Well, um, I
0: think they're they're looking for they're looking for satisfaction and joy in the world. You know, they're looking for. They're, they're searching for the ultimate satisfaction in, you know, is it in the next promotion or, you know, and I want to get promoted too. I want to increase my income. I want to, uh, you know, uh, live a little more comfortably. All that stuff is good, but it's secondary. Right. I tell my students and youth all the time uh, that you're getting ready to embark on the rest of your life. You're getting Soon you'll be graduating high school, you're gonna decide whether you're gonna get married, you're gonna decide whether you're gonna to go to college, where you're gonna to go to college, if you're gonna go in the workforce, you're gonna get a skilled trade, how you're gonna live your life, how you're gonna pay your bills, all of that stuff and, and I'm like, Man, everybody tells you that this is this is so important and it is so important, but it's all secondary. I so say if you make any of that stuff first priority in your life you will for certain be disappointed because when that stuff comes crashing down and it does, and it will, uh, you know, even family, like while I was at work uh, the other day, our house almost caught on fire. Whew. And Ashley, uh, the Lord woke her up from a dead mm-hmm. sleep. And Praise God for- she saw flames coming up out of the electrical mm-hmm. socket and Quickly jerk the cord out of the wall and stop the fire, uh, you know. And praise God that He did that. But but just as easily He could have allowed that fire to take place and could have wiped out my whole family. If my whole joy and satisfaction is, is them, and that's the, and they're the the top thing. But if that happened, man, that would just destroy me. But I have to live in a way that I know that Christ is the most valuable thing, the most important thing. And uh, as much as I love them, like I know that there could be a time where they're taken from me. Right. Yeah. So my ultimate satisfaction, my ultimate hope is in Christ. And uh, so no matter what happens bad, no matter what crumbles around me, uh, Christ will not crumble.
1: And, and amen he brother will I not
0: I appreciate how you're failing.
1: I appreciate your perspective on that because that is uh that is the the thing that if you if you don't know christ uh, you can't speak like that you don't know that, and those tragic things yeah. those those things because here's what I know I know that there are people out there who are going through burdens that we don't even know about. Right, that are real life loss and heartache and, they're, yeah, and birth and, they're legitimate and in the world issues you don't know how to cope with that because what is provided in this world is your everything right. but christ is everything we
0: build these little empires you know we, we say we set our goals and we achieve them and and then you know we think we're on top of the world you know you built this nice house and you got these nice things and your family, everything's all put together. And then all of a sudden, the house catches fire, it all burns to the ground. You know, you may have insurance or whatever, but everything that you built and worked for is gone now, right. you know? and you're basically essentially starting all over. Well, like, there's nothing in this world that's not temporary, you know. So, any, while they may be good things, you need to have a house, and you need to be able to get around, and you need all these things, you know, Uh, but if, you know, all those things can easily just disappear in a second from your life, and if that's your ultimate source of joy, it leaves you sitting there like, oh my God, like everything's over, I'm ruined, you know? Uh, That's why, you know, when the stock market crashed uh, years ago, see people jumping out of buildings, like their whole world, was that money, you know? And they Sad. lost so much, you know, that they, they just... they that, that was their reason to live. And that's, that's tragic because, I mean, you should be able to lose billions of dollars and say, Christ is enough, you know? Whatever, if I've lost everything I have and every person I love, I should be able to say, Christ is enough for me. Uh, I'm Amen. going to trust in him i'm gonna have my hope in him uh, so anyway i don't i don't want to to just ramble on here uh so tell us a little bit about um uh, how you came to know christ and and uh your first encounter with the gospel well um you know my first encounter
1: uh you know i i i know that uh god always god calls his people right it's nothing that we do we we don't author our own salvation. Um and whatever you're going through, again, I talk about those burdens. Well, at the time when uh you know, God called me into to his kingdom, uh it was was a time when I was going through some distress. Now I won't say it was a depression, uh I wouldn't go that far, but I knew that there was something missing. there was a, a void there and um I remember when I was a teenager, I remember just praying to God, like, God, uh, I hear people say that salvation is the way, but I don't really know what, I don't get it. I don't know what salvation means. And I remember praying that for days, maybe a week, I I don't know. But I remember just knowing that I needed something and just praying about it and, and just saying, basically, God, if you're there and you're hearing me, like, Tell me what salvation is and show me what that what what this what this means, because I don't know what I'm missing. But I know I knew I was missing something. And um, I remember, you know, it was election election day. It was, it was a Tuesday, November the 3rd, 1996, I think. Um, and I remember all that because, you know, on election day, uh, we were out of school and uh, dad had asked me if I would work because we were off. Uh, from school. And mm-hmm. what I did was I was um, an employee at the grocery store uh, that, that dad was overseeing. And when I was off um, and, and not uh, didn't have school, like on Saturday mornings and on this particular case a Tuesday, I would work the milk truck. So I would unload the dairy, you know, check it in, unload it, stock it. And uh, somebody had uh, called off and uh, there was a need for me to work that day. So Right there there is a need for me to be in a place and right. I was asked that's, to that's be there That's
0: God's providence. But get this. Yeah.
1: So not only was I asked to go to work that day the back there was a the normal driver was out for whatever reason I I don't recall and the backup driver was a pastor. Yeah. So
0: man that's that's awesome. That's, so, and I know I know where you're going with this but but man, just uh, God puts the pieces. Like, think about this. He's
1: lining this up because yeah. I had been praying. What is salvation? Man, Tell me about yourself. So it's election day. I'm off school. Yeah. A backup driver happens to be a pastor, and of course, and he's engaged. He's uh, he's engaging in the gospel conversation with me. He says. Hey, uh, you know, tell me about where you go to church. I said, well, Lawrenceburg Community Baptist Church is where my family goes. We're not super active. My my grandmother goes there, but um, I don't, you know, to be honest with you, I don't go. And he's like, have you been saved? And I said, you know, sir, I, I can't say that I've been saved. I'm glad you asked because I don't know what being saved is. And he explained that, you know, do you believe that God's word the Bible is God's infallible Holy word. And do you believe he's the author of the Bible? And do you believe that Jesus Christ is his perfect sacrificial lamb? And, um, he asked me if I, I believed and uh, and I was like, Oh yeah, I, I believe all of that. Yes, sir. I, I sure do. And I, I know that I had heard enough, um, from our, our, our being in the household that we are and, uh, granny and and being around uh, grandfather who was a, a pastor and um, so I knew but I never really said that out loud I never really really I needed him I needed somebody to witness and explain this to me yeah. what I was missing and he invested and in, in, and God made those made the way for him to have that conversation and he prayed with me mm-hmm. and I will tell you that I knew right away that uh, that God had. Yeah uh did what he
0: does. Yeah, that uh, that moment is like a burden just lifts like you almost feel it like physically, uh for me when when I got saved and we'll talk about that in a different episode more in depth, but just when I finally surrendered to Christ it was like a weight right. lifting off of me.
1: Well I will say this, like you know what led me to uh to, to pray about it was a sense of a void and i have never felt that kind of void again like i've had bad days and i yeah. think that's the thing yeah. is you know i will always have bad days but i'll have a perspective a kingdom perspective you know right. i won't have a worldly perspective uh because to die is uh to to be in the presence of, of christ and that's the ultimate reward and I look at it like that, and of yeah. course I'm, you know, I'm fearful. I have stress. I have anxiety, and and that pastor told me this is this is going to be hard. And I was appreciative of that. And I wish I would have listened better, but you know my my walk since then had been he's here's what he told me. He and I didn't do any of this. So I wish I had at the time. He said you got to get into church and you got to mentor with some with a, a, a mature Christian,
0: yeah. and you
1: got to tell your family Amen. about it. And you got to you got to um, just jump in and read and study and and be involved yeah. and I yeah. didn't do it because I was because again I th- I think me being first of all immature and not really having um right. knowing what to do and not being obedient when a man of God tells you in uh, in in a loving way what to do and you don't do any of those things you struggle and yeah. I I did I struggled. Well, I, mean, I struggled
0: I think immediately in that situation the enemy starts to attack you absolutely. You know. Um, so that's, that's part of it. And I love what you say or what he said about finding somebody to, uh, kind of mentor you kind of a more mature Christian to kind of, uh, take you under their wing and and kind of help you along in that process. Like for one, those of us who are more mature Christians, uh, should be looking Watching for those people, you know, to come into church. Somebody just got baptized in your church, you know. Uh, just well, say if it was a young man right now that got baptized in our church, you know. Uh, I would want to take it upon myself to reach out to them and say, Hey, can we get together, you know, ever so often and study the Bible or, you know. You can call me if you got questions about things and just try to to bring them along and help them grow in Christ. I don't think there's enough of that that goes on. But uh, at the same time, if you're that Christian that's new in your walk and you don't know a whole lot and, like, seek out some of these older generation people... You just got to. You can't do it by yourself. Yeah. You
1: just... You're going to struggle. I mean, you can't lose... You're not going to lose your salvation, but... You're not. You're going to be miserable, um, because you're always going to know that you're being in disobedience until you figure it out. Which I you'll mean, be. Christianity sanct- is sanctified. not a
0: solo thing. No, you know? it's a, it's a team sport. Well, yeah, we're we're meant to, uh, <laughs> you know, we're meant to to go through this together, man. We're meant to grow together as iron sharpens iron. Uh, you know, uh, so we kind of sharpen each other. So we're meant to do this together. Yeah. So I really love love that he uh, pointed you in that direction. But just think that about was some think good about wisdom. like
1: and I know brother Steve at our church was talking about uh, that providence and that timing and, and when it is time for you to hit, have that conversation, God will move everything out of the way. And just for me to think about the obstacles and the uh, just the the pathway to get to that Conversation where that milk truck from Cumberland or Dean's or whatever milk truck that was came in and had that conversation with me. That was, it's still today. Just kind of, you know, just gives me chills to think.
0: Oh yeah, like it, it'll blow you away. You know, as we look back on our lives, like we, we really can't see how God had worked and how, you know, He's brought us to this moment. You know, I, I often think about you know, back in the day when I uh this is also another story for another episode, but uh back when I was cutting meat at Kroger and I came in contact with uh Brian Owens and and uh uh oh uh Horace Lawson, uh two uh, really good faithful brothers like it was a gospel conversation every day in that meeting room, and and uh, mm. you know I I don't <laughs> what was that I had the dogs over here uh, and over was here. that an amen yeah, or what was, was the the amen corner over there so that's fine though but but you know I remember day one when I started at Kroger I was bagging groceries and I thought I hate bagging groceries. And I just kind of prayed in in my mind. It wasn't even really like a elaborate prayer or anything. It was just kind of like, God, I'd like to work in the meat department. And uh, literally like five minutes later, the store manager walks up to me and says, hey, I need somebody training the meat room. Would you be interested in doing it? I said, am I going to be back there full time? He's like, yeah, you'll be back there full time. I said, great, I'm in. Let's go. So I immediately went back there, and, and that's how I met Brian and Horace and And God used that meat room so profoundly in my life. Like I think about it often. Like,
1: how weird is it? The grocery stores were like, (laughs) yeah, I know.
0: It's like that's the the thing. Like grocery stores changed our lives, right? right. But uh, God used those grocery stores, and and, uh, well, the the grocery store
1: that you ended up working for. Came into town and put mine out of business, so I don't yeah, know. Well, <laughs> but it, but it I, was I
0: did, God's glory, I guess. We but. did work for the same one for a little while too, but uh, you know, I think it was actually after Sloan's went out yeah. of business that I went to Kroger. But but you can just see how God works in your life. You look, most of the time looking back, you know. Sometimes right. we can't see what He's doing right now, um, and that's I think because mostly we don't pay attention enough but uh, but man to go back and, and to really heed some of the advice that um uh, older Christians did give me over the years, you know, some things that people like Horace Lawson and, and Brian Owens and and uh even uh like Steve Steve Broughton, your pastor um, over the years has told me some things that, that I didn't immediately listen to or take to heart yeah man sometimes it takes a while to sink and, in and appreciate
1: uh, good godly advice and all these folks that you mentioned and, are such blessings
0: yeah for sure and then you know at our church we have uh, Pastor Steve and and uh, Steve, Steve Weaver, Weaver. yes yeah, Steve Weaver and Jonathan Bennett and, yes sir and some some really great guys that have have given me some advice along the way that that has turned out to be good advice. I just didn't necessarily take it. It didn't take right away, I guess, you know. Uh, so just to have all those guys around and people like that around to glean that wisdom from, like that's something we need to take advantage of uh, a lot more than we do. And it will save us a lot of heartache uh, if we do – uh, listen to those mature Christians, so anyway, uh, sorry, I didn't want to interrupt there, but I just thought that was awesome an awesome part of the testimony, and I wanted to bring that out a little more Yes, sir because that may help It may help someone who's listening that uh, that really need you know I could not stress enough, like find somebody solid, biblical mature Christian, and and get up under their wing and uh, let them help you grow and grow. I wish I
1: had. It would have made the, the walk a lot easier for sure. You know, it's 10 or so years later when I got baptized and really fell into a rhythm uh, coming to church, and I still, you know, uh, wish I was further along. Um, you know, yeah. just wish that I hadn't wasted so much time uh, in that Christian maturity and wish I had more, uh, experience and, and, uh, just time in the word really, to be honest with you. Uh, yeah. but praise God that he moved, uh, everything out of the way and on that, that day in 1996 that, uh, while we were still, Enemies, in a sense, right? Like right. that. Uh, While we were yet sinners, Christ died for us. And that is mind blowing. Uh, that you know, when again, it takes understanding who God is, um, and and how holy He is, and how that that wrath that burns for sin to understand that why that He would sacrifice His Son, yeah, for um, somebody who is is just wretched and undeserving um, as an old sinner that just by their nature just doesn't want any part of uh, being being holy or righteous so he just rebels con- constantly and God's yeah. love is yeah. it's just amazing it's just Man. again the song Amazing Grace it's amazing it really yeah. is you
0: said it in the yeah the song Amazing Grace uh,
1: and why me you know, right. like, you ever think yeah. about that like you know of all the you know why? Why would God bless right. me? So I I don't deserve anything. I I'll tell you, even in in my Christian walk, I just think you know, sometimes it's just mind blowing to think that, and but right. that's that's the way God works because yeah. He's God. You're Absolutely. not God, and yeah. He He chooses who He chooses. We and, don't we don't. And, uh, uh, no, which should we make you love Him more, right? We if don't you think deserve, about that. Yeah,
0: we don't deserve anything from God, and God is not obligated to save anyone right you know we all all and by we all i mean all of humankind deserve god's wrath so if god gives what is fair and just to everybody uh, we all get wrath you know fortunately like we talked about earlier on the show that uh, jesus took that wrath and if you believe and trust in him and repent of your sins then um, you know you uh, are forgiven and you experience the mercy and grace of God and it's just it's an amazing thing for me to think about like and I'm not going to go into detail about my past sin or whatever but for me to think about all the things that I have done (laughs) that you know, I would never want anybody to to see or know or do, you know, like all the, all the bad things that I, that I did before I got saved.
1: Uh, Who is it that talks about uh, putting putting your sin on the on the TV and you would just you wouldn't want anybody to see that?
0: Right, exactly. Is that, I think is that Washer? Paul Washer may have talked about that. And I use that, I steal that like from you him. wouldn't want all anybody. the time in youth, I'm like you know just your thought life, yeah, if we projected it up on the wall, you'd run out of here in terror, yeah, you wouldn't want <laughs>
1: anybody to see what you're thinking about if you Ex- could put
0: those thoughts exactly on, on the biggest so, screen t
1: v in front of a, of a room, everybody you would run out of there, just yeah, and just to think appalled. about
0: that, man, and it just it makes me weep sometimes i i, I always say I hate that I'm a big crybaby, but but in church a lot of times when i'm thinking about the gospel and i'm thinking about like what christ has done for me and i'm thinking about all the things that i did you know in opposition to him you know and really in offense to him yet he spared me you know and like you said why me you know and and the reason why me is because it pleased him to do it it's not because he saw anything good in me or or uh you know that i'm some somehow better than the next guy or, no i'm definitely no better than the next guy trust me when or, i say that like i or I, you know i'm probably not as good as the next guy but it pleased god to open my eyes to the gospel and, and so i'm super thankful for that amen and uh man it just is it is amazing And we we feel so entitled, and it's like, okay, so let me just kind of give this little perspective here about entitlement and, and how we, even though we don't necessarily think consciously this way sometimes, like, we do think this way, and we don't realize it, but like, okay, say I was building a chicken house for my chickens, and I was trying to build a door on it. <laughs> this is going to, I don't know where this is
1: going. This is, <laughs> this is a typical Aaron Sebastian yeah. uh, story, Tina. So up here. Uh, stay tuned, folks. Like, this is
0: I'm building a chicken, a chicken house, house and I'm building it out of old junk I got laying around. So mm. I got like 150 year old barn lumber that you can't drive a nail in mm. that I'm working here with, and I'm struggling. And I'm mad because it's not going the way I want it to go. I'm furious, I'm like throwing hammers mad, and you know, I got mad. I threw my hammer at my my big uh, metal trash can that I got my chicken feed in, and uh, really threw a fit. I'd be embarrassed for anybody to see me act like that. I wish I did, <laughs> but anyway, and then I get thinking, I've seen you cry worse though. Yeah, uh, I guess it gets to thinking, man, like, who am I? To think that I'm entitled for this to go right, like that's right. that's really the attitude of my heart. There is not that you know, like it's arrogant for me to think, man, everything should go perfectly the way I want it to.
1: Right? You
0: know, uh, yeah. Who are you uh, mad at? Yeah, exactly. Mad at God? <laughs> <Whew>. Right. <laughs> I don't know. Like you're entitled, everything, man. You know? Yeah. I mean. But we gotta guard our hearts against that, man. Because like, what we we have such a high view of ourselves that uh, <laughs> like everything's a tragedy, you know, mm-hmm. in our mind uh, if it don't go our way. But really, like everything that's not hell is mercy. I mean, you think about that. Like anything that's not hell is mercy. Because what we deserve is to be in hell right now. Like, you may have cancer, but that cancer is mercy compared to hell. Amen. You know, because uh, you're still here and you're still able to repent and believe the gospel. Mm-hmm. Our perspective is totally out of balance. You know, I know mine, mine is, and I have war against this because um, when I feel... When I think too highly of myself, I don't think highly enough about Christ. And uh, so it's, it's a, that's a pride and humility thing. But, but, you know, that's another thing, why it's important to keep reminding yourself of the gospel and reminding each other of the gospel because it kind of keeps our perspective from going to arrogant levels, you know. And, and pride is a sneaky sin, Mm. yeah so uh, anyway, anything else you want to tell us about <clears throat> your testimony? I know you said it was uh, kind of years later when you got baptized. Uh, what about in between, in between those times uh, I, I think
1: those in-between years was just the really the, the struggle when you're under attack and you don't have a foundation i didn't I didn't even go to church I mean I really didn't even have a consistent Right. Uh, foundation I didn't uh, fellowship with believers I wasn't in the word really uh, so would you so... say
0: though like during that time like you know if if you're like me like I got baptized actually when I was about 12 I think but uh, and you know supposedly come to Christ and I, I think I was saved I think I believed the gospel then and everything Um uh, but during those, that kind of wayward time after that, and in between the time that... A lot of times I say, this is when I was born again, or this is when I totally submitted to Christ, you know. Between those times, there was a long train of sin uh, in there. Right. And, and would you say that that as you were doing those things, that God uh, convicted you about those things? Like oh, yeah. You, Absolutely. It's miserable. Uh You know, I would do things, I would be getting ready to do things, like mentally preparing myself to do whatever sin it happened to be at that time. And, like, for me, it was really weird how this happened, and this is not, like, this is not going to be everybody's story, but, like, I would hear hymn songs in my head when I was getting, a lot of times when I was getting ready to do something, like, just... Amazing Grace is playing in my head, and I'm like, "Leave me alone," you know. Right. Because at that point, I was, I was running the other direction. I wanted to do my own thing, you know. That's Uh, rebellion, yeah. But, but I think God used that uh in my life to like convict me, and I eventually got to the point where I just broke, and I just realized that hey, like my lifestyle is disgusting before God, and I need to repent. And, uh, but I think, you know, I say all that to say this, because there's a lot of people who may be believers that, uh, you know, they kind of, they came to Christ, but they've had this period of of time where you really, by judging by that period alone, you would say, oh, they're not, they're not saved, but... But I do think that uh that God works on people differently sometimes and, and you know uh, one of the things is a good sign is like if you have that conviction you know
1: well if you don't it's a, that's the scariest thing yeah like if you're if you're out there and you're you know living in a worldly way and uh, you know you know you're doing the wrong things and whatever that and a numerous long list of Uh, sinful behaviors. I mean, the scary thing is if you don't have any conviction, right? That it's just like okay, it's it's just perfectly fine. Uh, that's a big red flag.
0: Yeah, absolutely. And you should,
1: if you think you're saved and you continue to do that without no regard, you have a major
0: problem. There may be times where a true believer kind of uh, falls into a pattern of sin for a while, and they um. You know, a lot of that's they're not discipled like you wasn't discipled when you came to Christ on the back of that milk truck. Like you didn't get plugged into a local body. You was not submitting to the authority of a no, pastor. I was a teenager. You're, yeah,
1: I was an idiot. Yeah, I needed exactly. <laughs> the only good thing. Well, at that time was was Christ, and really still is. But right, but it was definitely um, definitely a, a thing where I needed so. a lot of support and didn't really. Wasn't yeah. obedient enough to seek it out like I was told to do. So yeah. I blame myself as much as right. as anything on that. He gave me it's very clear definitely, direction. Uh, he said, get in church, find a, find a mentor, tell everybody that you can. Yeah, and
0: you did none of I did none of that. can not yeah. <laughs> yeah, well, I A
1: typical, I can't, I chuckle like, It's yeah. not
0: funny. I mean, it's really not. Yeah. It's, a, it's a typical teenager, though.
1: Well, what yeah. else? Anything else?
0: We just want to thank you for listening to the Gospel Fire podcast on our very first episode. Here, uh, we do want to encourage you if you are a person who is hearing the gospel for the first time, or or at least uh, realizing for the first time that you need to respond to it. Uh, please reach out to us and let us help you uh, get plugged in and do all the things that. Matt didn't do when he first uh, realized that he needed to come to Christ. Um, you do need a local body. You need uh, support and love of a congregation that is biblical and and solid. So uh, we encourage you to do that. And uh, if you enjoyed this podcast or uh, know somebody who would enjoy it, or would benefit from the subject matter we've talked about today, please uh, share this out um, so that others can benefit from it as well. Uh, We love you. We're praying for you. Be careful who you listen to. God bless y'all.